Hello, and welcome to Blank Plate Podcast, a podcast for Swifties with an appetite. I'm Sarah, and I used to be a little kid with glasses in a twin-sized bed. And I'm Laura, and I'm a mess, but I'm the mess that you wanted. And we've got a blank plate, baby, and we'll write your name. <laughs> yes! Okay, intro. Woo! We've had so many technical issues, you guys. Oh my you gosh. have no way. You have no way of knowing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we're getting really fancy pants with our audio editing um, today. So it's going to be awesome. Wow. I can't believe we've made it into the episode. We're here. We're here. <laughs> Sarah, we've been like looking at each other, like typing furiously at chat support for like yeah. 30 minutes. It's ridiculous. Oh, anyway, what's up? What's new, Sarah? How's your How's your life? What's going on? Um, I'm pretty good. Um, just had an orthodontist appointment. Ooh, sexy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I did the whole Invisalign thing, and I'm basically done. But one thing I've like never thought about before is like where the center line of your teeth like lines up relative to your face. And so, yeah, mine the Tom, is like the Tom Cruise effect. Yes. So mine is, it's very, very slightly off center now for my top. Cause I only got Invisalign for my top teeth. Cause I had a gap that reappeared, which is like, I felt like my childhood was like truly haunting me. And so <laughs> <laughs> that's why I got the Invisalign to fix it. And it shifted my midline and I didn't like that either, but I went there today to talk to them about it because I'm basically done and it would require me to now get Invisalign on the bottom to make room to move things. And it would essentially be me like starting over and paying again what I just paid. No, thanks. So I was like, not worth it. I'm good. I'll get used to it. I'm not that big. It looks great. Otherwise... (laughs) And even the lady um, who was working with me, she was like, yeah, I don't think you need to worry about it. I mean, listen, you were like, I have Invisalign. I was like, but why? (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah. But look how, look, no gap. So Proud of you. So proud. Feeling good. Did you have braces when you were little? Oh my God. I had all of it. I had. I I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. And I'm at the same orthodontist I went to. When I was a kid. So, yeah, I hadn't been there in 20 years. I'm one of the freakish few that didn't have braces and I don't have glasses. So I don't know. I don't know. Some of us are blessed. (laughs) Yeah, truly blessed. (laughs) It's. I feel like my karma was that although I didn't have braces and I didn't need glasses, I never was bronzed or could tan and... Um, Mm -hmm. I was really hairy. So (laughs) there you go. Well, I had braces and glasses and all of those problems. (laughs) You know, you just got it all. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. So today was like the coziest day here. It Mm -hmm. was kind of our first snowstorm, um, Mm -hmm. of substance and we had a snow day for school. So that was awesome. Yeah, I had a snow day where I worked from home. So that was nice. Yeah. So dreamy. And my school just announced we have a two hour delay tomorrow. So that's a win. Lucky you. I'm taking it. Mm -hmm. 
And we're talking about one of my favorite things today, yes. which is astrology. We do. This is like the other thing we talk about a lot besides Taylor. Yes. I love it. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about Taylor Swift's astrology, as well as all the references she's made to astrology in her music. And of course, talk about our astrological charts, how we got into astrology, what have you. So we're going to play some music today. We're going to get into all the woo-woo stuff. So listen, if yeah. you're not into woo-woo, it's fine. Like, skip this episode. Yeah. Um, or maybe we can convince you of some fun things. So yeah, knows? I hope that you would enjoy this episode, even if you're not super into astrology. Yeah. So I guess like, how did you get into astrology? I don't know. I was trying to think about this. <laughs> I feel like it was just a very gradual thing. Like it was something I was always kind of interested in. Was it in like the zeitgeist of your like life pre TikTok? Mm, not so much. It wasn't until it kind of, I feel like it really blew up across the board in the last few years that I got more into it. Yeah. But like everyone was getting into it. Yeah. I don't know. But I did read a thing about how our generation, like millennials, especially, and probably anyone younger than us, we are the like the least religious generation. Yeah. And so astrology has been kind of a replacement for that because it gives us some sense of like, I don't know, a sense of purpose. Yeah. And like meaning, meaning to our understanding of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the so world. Yeah. I was raised in a really woo woo, uh, not a woo woo household. My parents weren't really woo woo, they were artists, but my mm -hmm. beloved Grammy was the woo woo of woo wooist Grammys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the earliest memory I have of talking astrology was when I was in elementary school. And she was like, you're my Aries. She was mm -hmm. like, in a family of Gemini and Leos, you're the Aries. Uh -huh. So um, that That's didn't so mean fun. much. That didn't mean uh -huh. much to me. But like, of course, I was curious. So mm -hmm. I knew kind of the traits of my sun sign early on. Like I knew like Aries meant that I was slightly impatient and that I was always like, on to the next. Let's go. Action. Leadership. Let's do this. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, but that's sort of, and then I knew like Leos were headstrong and kind of like egotistical showmans and stuff like that. And I don't know, that's sort of my early start into astrology. But I guess my real interest in astrology began like after college, sort of around the time we started doing our first podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and then we got really into like... Uh, getting our, our charts read, which we can talk about later. But yeah. um, I think like as soon as the idea of a rising sign became a thing, I was like, wait, it's not just like, yeah, I thought it was just like, oh, you're born this day. You're this sign. But well, and I even always struggled with that because I am on the cusp of Gemini and cancer. So I never really knew which one I technically was until I did my official birth chart. And, but my birthday is also the summer solstice. So Hello. I also felt like, and I don't actually know in astrology what that means, but I feel like it probably means something. Sure. Why yeah. not? It's a very special um, day. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, how do you feel about astrology and people who like don't like astrology? I mean, I think it's fine to not like it, but I obviously don't like it when people want to hate on us for liking it. Right. You know? I sort of, I sort of feel like, okay, that's fine if you don't like astrology, but like, don't make fun of people who like it. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's no crazier than religion. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not over here making fun of you for having a cross. Right. Um, and also it's not- the thing is like, I'm not necessarily making big life decisions based on it. Like, it's just fun. Like, it's just something right. to talk about. And I love anything like that, like the personality tests and different things that help you understand yourself better. And I think astrology just provides a lens with which to look at yourself and totally relate to things and think about yourself in a different way. So I think it's fun. And it's like, if you're going to hate on it, then, you know, whatever. <laughs> I just don't like when anyone diminishes something that somebody likes ever, like mm-hmm. no matter what it is. So I feel like astrology has been one of those things that's been, I guess, like diminished by the haters is like, oh, like, why does it matter? Like, shouldn't matter. Yeah. And I'm like, it doesn't, but it's fun. Who cares? Yeah. Like your person, like your personality test reference that you just made. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. I'm not yeah. basing my life on if I'm an ENFP or not. It's fine. Right. And let's be real. It's usually men who are complaining about it. So. Uh, Matt Reif. Have you followed any all about this guy? <laughs> yeah. But what did he say about astrology? What did he say? The general gist is that he was on a podcast with Penn Badgley our king um and Penn Wait, was Badgley, he on Penn's podcast yeah before he was canceled and oh. this like came out okay. after he was getting called out for a multitude of things but mm-hmm. from what I understand he basically was like why does it matter like where this where Jupiter is and Jupiter's out there you're living right now a ghost is more likely to be in in you know whatever the argument we hear all the time and then like Penn Badgley is like that's because he like made a joke. He's like, that's because Jupiter's in your first house, man. <laughs> and then like, I was like, okay, but Penn Badgley knows a little bit too much about astrology. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so he's probably an astrology girly. Yeah. I think on the low for sure. Yeah. Um, fun. But anyway, this is just like one of many things that Matt Reif was called out for, because as you mentioned, astrology seems to be more aligned with women for whatever reason. Um, and it's another thing that Matt Reif like doesn't like about women. So there you go. Um, <laughs> sure, moving on. Long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's in the same category as Taylor Swift of like things that women love and love to talk about and be excited about. And then they get shit on for it for liking things and having fun. So, right. Like, how dare you. you have interests? Yeah. Sorry. Or your interests are not important. <laughs> mm hmm. I saw a TikTok the other day that was talking about how, what are my hobbies? My hobbies are getting myself a little treat and dressing cute. Like, Did I send that one to you? I don't know, but it was on my algorithm. So we're obviously okay. on the same one. Because I almost sent it to you if I didn't. Like, but yeah, my hobby is getting going and getting a coffee and a little treat. And that is totally a hobby worth having. So yes. pop off. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into like our actual sun, moon, and risings. Okay. So I am an Aries sun, an mm-hmm. Aries moon, and a Capricorn rising. Double and Aries. Double Aries, both in my um, third house. 
and I am a Capricorn rising, which I felt like I didn't understand for the longest time. And mm-hmm. now I do get a deeper sense of like what it means in relationship to me. So I well, do feel like my astrology is pretty dead on. Um, we'll explain that a little bit for the people who might not know what we're talking about. Sure. So like, okay, a sun sign and a moon sign in Aries, that tracks for me. Aries is bold, assertive, leadership, um, mm-hmm. forward thinking. It's the first sign of the astrological chart. If you don't understand astrology, like sun and moon, a sun is like, your life focus, your energy, sort of like your, like where you shine. Like your true self kind of. Yeah. And then your moon is like your emotional subconscious, like inner world. It's very tied to your childhood too. It's like your, I think of the moon is like the foundation. Yeah. It's like where you come from. Yeah. It's your intuition. It's all of that. So for Aries, for me, and um, by the way, there's like houses, and houses mm-hmm. mean certain things too. So and the the rising sign is kind of like the person you're becoming, and also kind of what you show to the world, right? So um, a lot of times, the rising sign feels more accurate to other people. other people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, so to explain how that relates to me, um. The third house has to do with like communication and sharing and education and writing. And um, that's totally me. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have what's called a stellium, which is when you have three or more signs in one house. I have an Aries stellium and I also have a Capricorn stellium. So I am mm-hmm. truly a lot of that <clears throat> energy. I think I had one of those as well, but I forget which sign it was. Yeah. So my, um, Capricorn rising, like for longest time, I didn't vibe with Capricorn, but I do think (laughs) that the way that other people have described me to me, I never understood. So Capricorn is like stable, um, kind of like grounded, um, a little bit serious. (laughs) Um, and like, Capricorn is like ambitious, but also stable. It's very responsible. Um, Yeah. And I think Capricorns might have the best like RBF in the whole astrological chart. (laughs) So I was always told, especially Mm -hmm. in college, that people were intimidated by me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's general. And I'm not intimidating if you actually talk to me, but I feel like if you don't know me, I might be giving off that vibe. Especially Capricorn mixed with the Aries. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, (laughs) Intimidating. Yeah. It's very boss bitch energy. Yeah, it's giving girl boss. Um, (laughs) Probably the most Aries, Sun, Capricorn rising thing that I do is um, I constantly am thinking of new ideas and buying domain names for it. Like, Mm -hmm. that's my dirty little secret. Yeah. (laughs) I'll make like a business plan in my brain, Capricorn. You are always like, texting me with new business ideas. I can't help it. It's in my astrological chart. Yeah. So um, another big thing in my chart that I've learned a lot about is like Jupiter and Venus signs, um, because mm-hmm. I've listened to this podcast called Natalia Benson. Um, okay. And I followed her because she's also an Aries sun and a Capricorn rising. So a lot of the things that she talks about, I'm like, copy. So, Mm -hmm. um, my Jupiter is in Leo, um, 
which is a lot of like showmanship and personality. And then uh, my Venus is in the fifth house in Gemini, which is like artsy fartsy. Fifth house is the arts mm. house and Gemini is the communicator and the artist. So yeah. Yeah. That so yeah, that's, that's my chart mm-hmm. in a nutshell. Okay. So you and I have some overlap, but I'm a Gemini sun. So Gemini's are known for, it's like the twin sign. So for me, I feel like I really relate to that with like, um, I have always felt like very equally right and left brained. Like I'm very artsy and creative, but I'm also extremely uh, mathematical and logical. Totally. And, And like those parts of me, I feel like they're always both there. Um, and yeah, Gemini is the communicator. I definitely feel like that's always been a strength of mine. Um, kind of like social and gathering people together. And my personality is the type where I'm always trying to make sure like everyone in the room is kind of like comfortable and you know, that kind of thing. So I feel like that's kind of Gemini ish. And then I'm an Aries rising. So that's why we understand each other a lot. And also, so- Aries and Gemini are very compatible in terms of like friendships. So yeah. So yeah, I'm an Aries rising, which I mean, you could probably tell me better than I could. But like, I think I can be, I'm definitely a bit like bold and fiery and argumentative and um, bossy, I guess. I like to be in control. Like Aries, Aries is like the initiator. Mm-hmm. So like it's leadership, it's innovating stuff. It's, it's a lot of like yeah. forward thinking. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And then my moon is in Capricorn. So we also nice. have that connection. Um, and for me, that makes a lot of sense because as a kid, I was very much responsible Straight A student, overachiever. Rory Gilmore vibes. (laughs) Very Rory Gilmore. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, So yeah, those all definitely make sense for me. And then I didn't like look into, um, I didn't refresh myself on as much as you did, but I do know that my Venus is in Cancer in the fourth house. And um, that it's like, the fourth house is like home and family and then cancer is home and like the kitchen and food and stuff. And Venus is what you love. And I'm definitely someone who I, well, I love to bake and I love to cook and share that with people. Although my mom would say that I don't have people over for dinner like ever, (laughs) which is true, but that's because I don't like my dining room table. So, (laughs) but I do like baking for parties and things like that. And then also I'm like, right now I'm gearing up to move because I got engaged recently. And so I'm going to be moving and I have to leave my house and it is devastating for me (laughs) because yeah, like my heart is in my house and my, my home where I live. Yeah. And I get extremely emotionally attached to my space. Yeah. And it makes it very hard for me to leave. 
Well, also like Aries are super independent. And I think Mm -hmm. with your Aries rising situation, it's like you've channeled all this independence in your home and Mm -hmm. being autonomous in your space and loving that. And now it's all going to change. So that's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've been living alone in this house and then now I'm like leaving it to go live with a partner in a new place. Yeah. So I keep looking off. I keep looking off, but that's because I'm like looking at my notes. So (laughs) I feel like I keep looking off camera Mm -hmm. because I have my notebook here. And like, yeah, the fourth house is about home related matters, deep emotional healing, Mm -hmm. nurturing and caring for others, interiors in the home um, and creating family. So yeah, makes sense. Is um, Mercury the uh, communication one? Yes, Mercury is the communicator, and that's where I, I have my third Aries sign. I think I think my Mercury is in Gemini, so that means that and makes Gemini, sense yeah. <laughs> why we like communicate very well with each other? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. If there's anything Sarah and I do, it's find our find ourselves in a corner and we're talking about something furiously. Yes, and that's very aligned with our astrological yeah. charts. <laughs> so, like, okay, we're yeah. explaining all of these things, and like. Sure, like these are all personality traits that we're reading into about different things in an astrological chart. But like, it's also just fun to think about yourself Mm -hmm. in terms of sort of a, like, not a format, but kind of like a character and character traits. Mm -hmm. And be like, that's true. Or, oh, I never thought about it like this. And it's it's just fun, you guys. Like, okay, so one thing you and I have also both done (laughs) um, before we get into Taylor's astrology Mm -hmm. um, is we had our progressed charts read by Heidi Rose Robbins, mm-hmm. who is amazing. Um, and I believe uh, you could tell her specifically what you wanted to like dive into in your progress chart. So a progress chart is basically like mm-hmm. looking at your chart, but then looking at a layout of like a progress time span of years. I think um, she called it a transit snapshot. Yeah. A oh, sorry. Chart. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she looks at these progressions in and transits within your chart that'll happen in the next couple of years. And you can sort of tell her where you want to mm-hmm. focus. So like for me, I asked about career and it was awesome. What I loved mm-hmm. about Heidi is that she laid it out so simply. And then she also never made anything sound intimidating or scary. Everything was very, mm-hmm. even though like, right. Even if it wasn't necessarily like, Oh, great fortune is coming your way. It was, it was also talking about how like areas of growth are sure to happen and things that you've already gone through in the past and relating that to what's in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like she's there telling you with a magic ball, like what's going to happen, but she did say like specific dates that are of note and like what I might expect to see or different areas mm-hmm. of my life that will be illuminated. Mm-hmm. So and by the way, what Heidi does is she sends you a um, a voice recording, a voice memo of yeah. her explaining everything. So yeah. that's how you get the information. Yeah. Yeah. Well worth it. For I'm gearing sure. up to order one of those again since I have all this change happening yeah. in my life. Um, but yeah, the last time I did that, it was... Well, so backstory, I'm sure this will come up many times, but I am divorced. (laughs) 
from we haven't even touched on that <laughs> i am divorced from my gay ex-husband hello as I, as I love to call him um he and i are still very close he's like family to me um but yeah right before the pandemic hit my ex-husband realized that he was gay and that obviously meant that our marriage was coming to an end and so when i did mine. I definitely had her focus on romance, but I didn't want to give her like too much information. Cause I was like curious to see yeah, what she would like know. And, um, the, the one thing that she was describing was in like 2020, like leading up to 2020 was something, oh, I forget what it was exactly, but it's like something that literally only happens once in your lifetime. <laughs> And it was like, it was like, I think it was my Pluto moon, but it was like Pluto, Jupiter, or like Jupiter, my moon and something else, like all hit Pluto at the same time or something like that. And she was like, you've been through like a lot. (laughs) And a, a Pluto moon is associated with divorce. And she did say that she saw a change in, um, like usually has to do with like home, Mm-hmm. And um, something domestic related. So she really kind of nailed it. So this next time that I do it, I actually want to give her like a ton of information about what's yeah. going on in my life so that then she can really look at everything and be like, oh, yeah, this tracks. And here's yeah. what you can expect. And here's the phase that you're going through right now and why it might feel this way or that way and all that stuff. So I'm very excited to do that soon. I did mine as like a birthday present to myself and I Mm -hmm. would highly encourage everyone to do the same. Yeah. She was awesome and it's not scary or intimidating. It was very positive. It actually, Mm -hmm. like I re-listened to it recently to prepare for this podcast Mm -hmm. and it literally set my soul on fire again. I was like, that's (laughs) it. Like I got to get, these dates are coming. I got to go get ready. Were there any like, dates that have now passed that looking back be like, oh yeah, that kind of not, did happen? Not really because I was focused more on career, but I went through my Saturn return already when I had reached out. So that was sort of past. And she mentioned that she was like, you already passed your Saturn return. Um, but nothing, nothing super of note. She did say like the 2020, 2023 would be a year when I would start collecting a lot of ideas for like what my next step is, which Mm. I definitely have. Mm -hmm. Um, Unbeknownst to me about what that was at the time, I really got into like content creation and video making and short form video, like travel stuff Mm -hmm. um, and like film photography and whatever. And now I'm making my 2024 goal to get a, become a paid travel content creator. So like, that's my goal. Um, and she said like 20, 20, um, 2030 is going to be a big year for me, which is mm. a long, long time away. But she said yeah. for the longest time, like my, what was it? Something was in Taurus, which is like very stable, but then it's going to move into Gemini, which is like the exact opposite energy. Mm. It moves into like the artist energy, not like the stable, um, earthy home grounding presence into like completely the opposite vibe. But she said, it's great though, because like I have all these Gemini aspects going for me, including like my Venus in the house of the artist. And like, that's my Mm -hmm. other, I forget what it was, but anyway, 2030 is apparently a big year. Yeah. So 
we shall see. Cool. But yeah, I would highly encourage everybody to get that uh, yeah. transit reading. Taylor's astrology. Okay. Let's we have so much it. to say. We do. <laughs> okay, wait. Let's start off. Taylor's a Sagittarius sun. Yes. What is your little book? Tell us about Sagittarius. Because I feel like I still don't really know Sagittarius sure. that well. Sagittarius. I'm glad you asked. By the way, do you like my stickers? To live Ooh, for the hope of it all. That's nice. Uh, and then argumentative and ethical dream girl, which is upside down. There you go. Oh, and the Barbie font. Uh-huh. And then That's this cute. is my little Phoebe Bridgers moment right here. If you're listening to the audio pa- podcast, I'm so sorry. You're not hearing me. <laughs> follow us on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, cats, cats against, against cat, cat calls. calls. Cute. I'm obsessed with journaling. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Sagittarius. Sagittarius is the expander. Um, they're known for progressing, teaching, guiding, travel, exploration, and of course, like um, Sagittarius, also are known for having a really great sense of humor. Okay. Um, kind of goofy, uh, quirk- quirky energy, and uh, we don't know what house sh- her Sag son is, so that would be interesting to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's mentioned Sagittarius things a million times, which we could touch on later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's obviously very proud to be a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's one thing we do know about her ast- astrological yeah. chart. And then she's a cancer moon, which I feel like makes sense for her because she's still very close with her family and sensitive. In a, yeah. In a way she kind of like keeping her, parents with her in her career and on tour, it, it's almost like she's bringing that sense of home and family with her wherever she is. And yeah, then we cancer, also know that she loves to bake. We do know that. Um, cancer is also like, um, it's very feeling driven. Like it's very emotional. Mm-hmm. And when I think about Taylor Swift's not childhood, but her like, childhood into teens mm-hmm. she's I- incredibly intuitive with her emotions for a young mm-hmm. girl so yeah. that makes total sense for me mm-hmm. and you're right about the baking i didn't even think about yeah that. and also with her uh her secret listening sessions where she used oh. to invite people into her home her she would invite her fans into her home and bake them cookies to let them listen to her music before anyone else. Like, I feel like that's very cancer energy. Total, total cancer energy. Yeah. Um, so there's a big debate on whether Taylor is a Capricorn rising or a Scorpio rising because mm-hmm. we don't know what time of day she was born. So right. arguments for Capricorn. Um, she's a capitalist queen. Mm-hmm. She loves her money. She does. Also, caps are the mountain goats in the astrological charts, meaning that if you're given a Capricorn rising, you kind of know that you have to scale a mountain to see your success, Mm. which can be kind of a negative thing. But it actually means that you're incredibly hardworking and you have a great work ethic and you're responsible, Mm -hmm. which I would say she's had a tough uphill climb. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, she certainly has the work ethic and... Yeah, she really has been just grinding away for years to get where she is now. 
it's not like she's just been immediately loved and accepted by pop culture her entire career. She sort of had to hustle her Mm -hmm. way there. Mm -hmm. Arguments for Scorpio. I mean, Scorpio are secretive. They are, they will strike back. They are brutally honest. Um, That's her tone. Devilish. Yeah. I mean, her lyrics are very Scorpio. Like they can zing, like Mm -hmm. think of a scorpion tail. Like she can hit you where it hurts. Mm-hmm. They love revenge. Yeah, she loves revenge. Literally writes songs about it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. what do you think? <sighs> Originally, I was thinking that I feel like she's a Scorpio rising. But she could also be a Capricorn. I don't it's know. Really, she, like, there's such good arguments for both. Oh, here's another thing to touch on. Mm-hmm. Like, her Mars is in Scorpio, which is apparently very potent because Mars is, like, aggressive. So, like, the way that she fights is by stinging back, which is often through her music. Mm-hmm. So that could be an argument that maybe she is a cat because she has her Mars in Scorpio. I don't know. And then Jupiter mm-hmm. in Cancer, which is an exalted spot and good luck, means that she's aligned with the universe. Okay, well, Yeah. And she has stelliums in Capricorn and Scorpio. So Okay, so I made a note here. So my fiance Josh. He and I have had many conversations about he and Taylor Swift have a lot of similarities in their okay. personalities. Okay. <laughs> and their like big three are really similar. So he is a Scorpio Sun, a Capricorn rising. And a Sagittarius moon. And flipped. Yeah. And he's a politician. So the Scorpio sun with Capricorn rising is like. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes him a really good politician. Um, But he also has stelliums in Capricorn and Scorpio. Like his chart is crazy where it's like it's almost all either Capricorn or Scorpio. For his That's planets. crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they they have a lot of similarities. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And I like, I never would have thought about it that way until like being with Josh and talking about astrology and stuff and then realizing their similarities. And then the astrology of it adds up. It really does. Yeah. I wish I knew Luke's astrological chart. I don't know when he was born. So but we know he's an Aquarius, right? <laughs> he's on a cusp of Aquarius and Pisces, but like I've already determined that he is an Aquarius. Because oh, yes. Yeah. He's, he's not gotta be. He's definitely no. an Aquarius. No, <laughs> but I would love to know all the other things for sure. But like, I don't know what time he was born. So yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> we wrote down how um, in 2019 with Rolling Stone, Taylor talked about astrology or no, um, Katy Perry had discussed, uh, some astrological. No, this was thing. actually Taylor talking about it. Okay. So yeah, what, it was, what was a little confusing. About? Yeah. So I found this. Um, so Taylor is in an interview with Rolling Stone talking about a discussion she had with Katy Perry about astrology. And so it says here, the, the quote from the interview says, We are talking about how we've had miscommunications with people in the past, not even specifically with each other, because we know they had beef. They had bad blood. 
Yeah. And then they made up. She's like, I'm a Scorpio. Scorpios just strike when they feel threatened. And I was like, well, I'm an archer. We literally stand back, assess the situation, process how we feel about it, raise a bow, pull it back and fire. So it's completely different ways of processing pain, confusion, misconception. And oftentimes I've had this delay in feeling something that hurts me and then saying that it hurts me. Do you know what I mean? And so I can understand how people in my life would have been like, well, I didn't know that was how you felt because it takes me a second. That's interesting. So Taylor's saying like, it takes her a little bit of time to realize she's upset by something and then decide how to react. And Katy Perry is a Scorpio and she's like, I just strike. I feel threatened and I just strike. Right. And I definitely relate to the Taylor way of it. Like I relate to the Scorpios. (laughs) (laughs) Like I've had many times in my life where something happens and then later I'm like, oh, I'm actually really upset about that. Yeah. I need to have a conversation with that person. Yeah. Like it takes you a second to assess and like Mm -hmm. actually unpack how you feel about something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, Which we forgot to mention that the sign of the Sagittarius is the archer. Right. So that's what Taylor's referencing there. More Um, on that later. mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but interesting that Katy Perry is a Scorpio. Yeah. This could maybe be an argument for Taylor not being a Scorpio rising. I feel like Capricorns are a little bit more methodical and a little bit more like calculated grounded. And yeah, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's hard to know. Cause I see, I do think Mm -hmm. if it's true that her Mars is in Scorpio, that makes me think, okay, well then she must be a cap rising Mm -hmm. because she definitely has Scorpio energy somewhere. And if it's Mars, that makes sense. Anyway, that's just interesting to me. I mean, it's funny how like compatibility of astrological charts helps you understand somebody a little bit better too. Mm. So knowing each other's astrological signs can help you understand each other more. Yeah. Um, Not just like romantically, but also like in friendships and stuff Mm -hmm. like that too. Speaking of romance though. Yeah. Okay. So I, I love this. I was looking up um, Taylor and Travis's, uh, their astrological compatibility. Cause I did so hear fun. before that they're like super compatible. Yeah. So I was looking this up and we're referring to Travis Kelsey, just in case you're listening to this way in the future. Unbeknownst to you. Yeah. Right. And you know, God forbid they break up who knows. Um, so they are extremely compatible. Their sun and moon are the same. So Taylor's sun is in Sagittarius and his moon is in Sagittarius. And apparently when the sun and moon are the same in two charts, it creates a strong bond and indicates an emotional connection. Hmm. And apparently what Travis feels Taylor expresses. And I'm, I got all this from um, an article on today.com about their compatibility. So if you want to look this up, also, his like go-to football move was the archer. Yes. Which, Hello. Which is so strange. Um, but do you remember that video that was going viral of um I'm blanking on her name, but she does the chicken shop date thing. Oh yeah, Brianna um not Brianna. Oh my god. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Her and Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. 
and their intense chemistry that everyone yeah. wants them to date. And like, he's definitely flirting with her. But at one point he, they talk about astrology in the one interview. And this is a red carpet interview. Oh, right. Yeah. I know and what you're talking about. I think that he mentions like that there's like, they have this connection of like, one of their sons is the other person's moon. And he was like, whoa, like, that's really intense. Like, <laughs> like, I don't think we should, like, mess with this, you know? It's going to get too serious. Yeah. So they have that. Um, also said that they have an extremely steamy vibe in their Venus. They have a Venus-Mars conjunction. Um, Hello. So that means like the physical component is off the charts and it indicates a lot of shared interests and a similar aesthetic. So they probably enjoy the same movies, art and books and stuff like that. So that's all right for a relationship. Like you need to be able to just sit down I mean, and watch we TV. Know. You know? We know that they're <laughs> steamy. Okay. We saw oh, yeah. the lipstick. We know. <laughs> and the foundation on the nose. Oh, we know. <laughs> we know. And then both of their Jupiters are in Cancer, which makes their personal lives very rich and vibrant. So his Jupiter being in Cancer is also conjunct with Taylor's Cancer Moon, which brings out the optimism they share in wanting to make the relationship work. So, I mean, that makes sense. They're both supporting each other in their careers, being public about their relationship, not hiding it. Mm -hmm. um, and optimistically sharing the fact that they're dating and not caring. What did you say that Jupiter is about? Jupiter is like the sign of luck and it's your expansion point, like where the universe sort of like gifts you a lot of things. Um, mm. So yeah, this is where like you naturally have expansion in your life. So okay. if your Jupiter is in cancer, then you probably expansion in like your emotional well-being, family, you know, stuff like that. Because I do find it really interesting how they both are really close with their parents in their oh, for, careers. For him to have a Jupiter in Cancer, like, that makes total sense. He's on a podcast with his yeah. brother. He loves his mm -hmm. mom. Like, totally. Well, also, did you know that both of them, both of them have parents who are very involved in their careers and, like, around all the time? Both of them their parents are divorced. Yeah. Like, so weird. Amicably divorced. And apparently they got divorced like at the same time. And Taylor and Travis are the same age. So weird. So to have that correlation with each other is so interesting as, it's, especially as celebrities like them. Yeah. I think they have a lot of things going for them. And knowing this is also just like little check mark mm -hmm. approval in my book for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So like, totally. do you think Taylor is an astrology girly? Like, Oh yeah. She's we're gonna a get witch. To, I, <laughs> Lauren, she's a witch. I, cause we're about to argue that she is like, we have a ton of references that she's made in music. So buckle in. Mm -hmm. I think though, at the end of the day, like we can both agree that she's an astrological girly. She mm -hmm. probably has an astrologer. Like she probably, Knows she's reading all the books about outs. it. Oh, she's yeah. She's reading about it. Yeah. She's watching all the TikToks. I mean, she's the archer, right? Like, mm -hmm. she's 
constantly, well, she's talked a lot about Sagittarius, more on that later, but right. if you have not heard The Archer, here's a sample. I've been the archer, I've been the prey. Uh, Love it. What are your thoughts on The Archer? Slow burn song for me. Mm-hmm. Um, One of my skips initially on Lover, but I mean, especially because she included it on the Eras tour. Mm. It's obviously of importance to her. So I feel like for me, it's the opposite. Really? I loved it when she released it as a single. And now I'm kind of like, <laughs> like, I like it. It's just not one of my tops. I think it came, it, it was one of her earliest, like, self-deprecating songs of this late Taylor that we know Mm. where she's basically Mm. saying like everyone would want to be with me but like who can actually stay because everyone can see right through me I'm not who you think I am it's giving like dear reader but Mm -hmm. early yeah so I agree Yeah. uh, yeah for me it's obviously of importance to her so yeah right I mean, here's another reason we know Taylor is an astrological girly. She literally was in front of a purple astrological chart during um, a video taping for the American Music Awards. I think they were like announcing who was nominated. It was during COVID, so it wasn't in person. Oh, okay. She was literally in front of an astrological chart behind her. (laughs) So that's enough proof for me. What else do we have? Oh, in Mastermind... She says, all the planets and stars aligned. Once upon a time, the planets and the fates and all the stars aligned. Planets, stars aligned. That's astrological talk, my friend. That is Mm -hmm. happening. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And even earlier, I mean, she was talking, I'm going to skip a little bit around. She was talking about twin fire signs in state of grace. Yes. So like, are you kidding me? Twin fire twin signs? Fire signs <laughs> I, love I mean, state of grace. <laughs> what, what does that say about Jake Gyllenhaal? I don't know what his, uh, astrological sign is. Oh well, yeah. Um, he's definitely a fire sign. Cause then, um, he's got to also- be, mentions it in twin flame bruise okay yeah, that was in the all too well 10 minute while we look up jake's astrological chart mm-hmm. we need to take a pause and talk about the idea of a twin flame okay okay have you watched this documentary called escaping twin flame universe no but i've heard a lot of things about it okay first of all we need to clarify twin flame is not necessarily a good thing you guys like New. Well, so, I, I saw a thing, though, talking about this quote, this lyric, mm-hmm. because some people were saying that, like, hey, you don't want a twin flame thing. And I think that's her point, because she says twin flame bruise. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. I say this because if you watch the documentary Escaping Twin Flame Universe, check it out on Netflix. Their goal is to match you with your twin flame. Mm-hmm. My friend, a twin flame is supposed to teach you a lesson, good or bad, in your lifetime. 
What you want is a soulmate, not yeah. a twin flame. A twin flame is someone who meets you exactly who how you are and is supposed to teach you a lesson in the lifetime. Mm-hmm. That could be good, but it also could be extremely negative. Mm-hmm. It's somebody who you automatically have a connection with for whatever reason the universe put them there mm-hmm. at that moment. But like, yeah. you don't want to like necessarily be with your twin flame. They could be no. awful and toxic to you. Like, hello. No, you want to be with your Travis where you have that like sun moon connection thing. Yeah. Like, you don't I want that bruise. Conjunction or whatever. Yeah. Well, I looked up our boy, Jake. Okay. He was born on December 19th. So he's also a Sagittarius. Okay. Twin, obviously. And this says he is a Sagittarius stellium with his sun, Mercury, Venus, and Neptune all in Sagittarius. Okay. Pop off. Um, I'm sure he's fun, but (laughs) (laughs) okay. So that was in red. Like that was early days for her to be talking about astrology. Yeah. She was ahead of her time. Yeah. Because I mean, later, even in midnights, um, and the Taylor's versions from 1989, she's make other references. So, Mm -hmm. um, when we're talking about peace, she says, I'm a fire and I'll keep your keep your brittle heart warm when your ocean waves cascade blues. Well, my gosh, I cannot quote this. When your cascade ocean waves blues come. So like, yeah. let's take a listen really quick. But I'm a fire and I'll keep your brittle heart warm if your cascade ocean wave blues come. So Joe is a Pisces water sign. Mm-hmm. She is a fire sign. She literally says, I'm a fire and I'll keep your brittle, brittle heart warm. So She's a fire sign. He's a water sign. She even has both of their signs on a album mm-hmm. in the like music video for Lavender Haze. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that was like sort of an That's early, right. like, yeah, obviously they were still together during that time frame. Um, well, and then it says I'll, when your cascade ocean wave blues come mm-hmm. and Pisces are known for being like emotional. Extremely. So I think she's saying like, when you have these emotional moments, I'll be your fire and keep you warm. Like I'll, I'll be like your stable rock that like. Also, we know that blue is in reference to Joe. Mm -hmm. Anytime blue is mentioned, that's a direct Joe moment. In my opinion, he's notoriously for having, he's he's notorious for having these deep blue eyes Mm -hmm. and they are like very freakishly blue. Um, But yeah, I, that's we can do color theory for another episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> she mentions gold a lot. She mentions blue. She mentions red. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mentioned in Midnight's the vinyl in the music video for Lavender Haze uses their Sagittarius and Pisces zodiac signs. Um, and what else? Let's see. Uh, we've got in Suburban Legends. She talks about mismatched star signs. Once upon a time. Oh, whoops, I hit the wrong one. <laughs> this isn't a mastermind again. Just kidding. Here we go. This one. I had the fantasy that maybe your mismatched star signs would surprise the whole school. Yeah. I love that song. That is another slow burn for me. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about that really quick. Um, mismatched star signs. So that's talking about compatibility that doesn't work, right? Right. Mm-hmm. The rumored romances for Taylor at that time, and just for 1989 period, were 
Diana mm-hmm. Agron, Connor Kennedy, Carly Kloss, mm-hmm. and Harry Styles. Yeah. Um. So Connor and Carly are both Leos. Leos and Sagittarius are like a match made in heaven. Yeah. Harry is an Aquarius. <clears throat> not a bad miss. Not a bad matching. Diana's a Taurus. That is a horrible, mm-hmm. horrible connection. <laughs> like, right. That is awful. Um, so it's interesting because do you remember like when you were little and you would try to find out your, sorry, you would try to find out your like crushes astrological sign because in like cosmopolitan they had like, oh, oh yeah. Aries month ahead or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you found out your crush wasn't the right sign, that was disappointing. Just saying. Yeah. It's true. I always liked Pisces men. Bad. What if Luke is a Pisces? I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't think he is. I got my heart ripped open by Gemini, though, so that's a different story. Well, Gemini men are apparently the worst. Sociopath. For real. (laughs) Um. Anyway, we'll save that for another conversation. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a lot of – I think we hit all the ones that we had. Um, by the way, please let us know if we missed any. But yeah, she's definitely referencing some astrology in these songs. Okay. We have to talk about all the time she's mentioned Sagittarius, right? Like, lately, she's been on a tear. Mm-hmm. Um, so, not only has she been seen wearing a lot of astrological things relating to – whatever the zodiacs and specifically Sagittarius, like Mm -hmm. she wore a Sagittarius gold purse to Emma Stone's premiere of poor things. Mm -hmm. She also wore a star and moon black and silver dress, which was stunning. Definitely, definitely giving um, astrological vibes and midnights. She literally had a Sagittarius clue yeah, as part her, of the 1989 Google puzzle. Yeah, Sagittarius was one of the clues. And that was like right after or right before. It was right around the same time as um, at the Billboard Music Awards. Yes. She referred to Nicki Minaj and said, that's my favorite Sagittarius over there. So what's that about? Like, I don't know. Okay, because if you're if you're not knowing what we're referring to, before the drop of 1989, um, and she released the titles for the the vault songs that she would be releasing and re-record, there was a Google search that popped up as a vault, and mm-hmm. there were clues where you had to unsort the clues, and they would be lyrics to the song titles. And everybody was solving them and sharing them online, and all of them have been released except Sagittarius. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know what that's about. To me, that's like a clue that perhaps there is like another feature of 1989, an extended version of 1989. But what's the holdup? Because we also know that she apparently had a collaboration with Maddie Healy on Slut that was cut. Yeah. So. Mm. Yes. So this is in reference to um, there was a leak at Target where a vinyl, one of the yellow... um, vinyl records that was released had a pressing um, not Mm -hmm. on the actual album, but the album cover where it said slut in the booklet in the booklet with the lyrics that were changed featuring Maddie Healy. And Mm -hmm. he was also a co-writer. 
Yeah, it was like Slut featuring the 1975 and Maddie Healy and someone else was a co-writer. And the lyrics were different. Yeah. So what are you doing, Taylor? I don't know. I'm just saying. Okay. (laughs) Well-timed. I'm just saying. I don't know. Something's happening. (laughs) And there's always something happening. Always. Yeah. Always. Um, And then what was this TikTok thing you had written down here? Oh, I I love this. Okay. So we know Taylor loves numerology. She loves the number 13. (laughs) She'll give clues any way she can to the number 13. Mm -hmm. So... Taylor has 10 albums, 14 if you count their re-records. So that makes whatever album come next be the 15th album. The 15th largest constellation in the Milky Way is Sagittarius. So, but like, where does she come up with this stuff? Once again, I will say. (laughs) True. What are you Um, doing, Taylor? I don't know. That was by uh, Euro Sweetheart on TikTok, if you're interested. Give her a follow. Great theory. Oh, good good plug there. Got a, got a plug. Got a plug as much yeah. as we can. We'll also link all of the references that we've made um, in our show notes, guys. So, like, if you want to do the Heidi Rose Robbins thing or want to read the mm-hmm. articles that we've got this information from, check it out in our show notes or on our website, which we'll share at the end. Anyway. Yeah. So, we also wanted to do our album sun moon and risings yes why don't you go first okay all right so i think that my sun is red explain so red i feel like has that gemini energy with um kind of crossing the bridge between country and pop so we've got that expressive all too well it's like I feel like red has, which I think was actually some of its criticism was that it was not cohesive enough. So you had the like more like country ish ballads or like country inspired ballads in some way. But then you had songs like trouble and we are never, ever getting back together. Wait, wait, this is perfect. You're a Gemini son. Gemini are twins country pop album mm-hmm. i know I'm getting it i'm getting yeah, it so it's like it's like all these things coming together it's not one thing yeah i love it red is a lot of things and then my moon is fearless because moon is childhood your foundation and also i'm the same age as taylor so i was like growing up with those songs like love story love it and I feel like the Fearless album is such, like, to me, it is white suburban teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, with, like, no real problems in her life. And I had a great childhood. And yeah. it's that very naive look at romance and the whole, like, Romeo and Juliet love story situation. Like, it just feels like... Yeah, that's kind of what my childhood felt like, you know? So I think Fearless is my moon. And then I'm a reputation rising. Because I feel like like that is my Aries. That's my fieriness. Um, 
like my combativeness, uh, kind of like forging ahead, making your own path. Yeah. To me, that's reputation. Plus I love reputation. So reputation is also low key, very sentimental. So yeah, actually very sensitive. Yeah. But also like, I feel like, um, with your rising sign being who you're coming into, I've definitely come from that more soft, fearless side. And as I've gotten older and grown into myself and learned, I've developed a bit more of like a hard exterior, but I'm still very, very mushy, very yeah. sensitive. So I feel like that Those makes totally sense. track. Yeah. I especially love the red comparison now that mm-hmm. I made that connection. Yeah. Okay. So I had a really hard time figuring out my son. You um, did. We had to like text this through, mm-hmm. but I do think you were right. Sarah's like, I think you might be a speak now son, yeah. which I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> you but didn't I, want to be, but you yeah, are, but I think I am. Mm-hmm. I think that like who I am is someone who generally is unafraid to speak my mind. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, also I just think generally when I was, I was, I was like, am I a midnight sun now? Am I an evermore sun? I was like, definitely not. Like, I don't project mm-hmm. that. I don't know. I, it was so hard because like where I shine, I think is because I can be kind of like, I just like kind of put it all out there and mm-hmm. yeah, I'm you expressive. can be very blunt. Yes, I can be. Mm-hmm. So, and that to me yeah. is sort of the speak now vibe. Yeah. Um, like you, you're um, notorious for like, if you don't think something's funny, you're like, Oh, I won't laugh. You won't laugh. And <laughs> like, I feel like people think that you don't like them until you make it very clear that you do. I know. And that's like my cap rising thing. Like I just, I will, <laughs> I won't laugh if I don't think it's funny. Like, yeah. It's not you're funny. like, you're like, prove yourself to me. <laughs> mean to be it's just i don't know yeah uh yeah, yeah so but also not now. i like i don't know it, i'm i feel like i'm making you sound like a like a bitch but you're not but like, no i think but you do have that that a little bit of that like that vibe to you that yeah noise. i think i can be yeah. kind of intimidating because i am kind of blunt mm-hmm. um and, and I i've also... also been told that i'm intimidating and blunt and that's my aries rising yeah so. so I said my moon is reputation because like not to have a therapy session, but my, not my childhood, not like my early childhood, but like my teen years were really, really rough. Um, mm-hmm. And moon is often associated with like your growth and development, your like inner world. And I had to scrap my way through surviving my high school years um, mm-hmm. and even my early college years. So there was a lot of being misunderstood, um, feeling like I had to be aggressive in any way. And like, I also was extremely sensitive during this time too, but I would never let anyone know. So when I think about reputation, Mm -hmm. it would be like, think of the album of reputation, like the album cover, like Mm -hmm. tough. Yeah. And then you think about the singles tough, but then you think about like the other parts of the album, which is like delicate and, yeah. you know, and it's, it's day. not all that. Yeah. 
it's actually kind of sensitive and mm -hmm. disguised. And that's definitely how my teen years were. So I feel like I'm a reputation moon for sure. Okay. And then my rising is folklore because, gosh, why did I choose folklore? Well, for me, it's very much like storytelling and lyrical and expressive and artistic mm -hmm. and um, cozy. And that's sort yeah. of what my vibe is. You've also forward, been so. entering your homesteading era since you bought your house. Yes, for sure. You live in an old farmhouse. You make candles. I do. You don't have a television in your living room. I do as of yesterday. Okay. Do. <laughs> yeah. Got my parents. But do we have cable? No. No. Um, and I, I don't even know how much we'll use it. But like, yeah, it's a, I have a little bit of like the hipster yeah. slash homestead like vibe which is core. yeah yeah definitely. like you want to like you would be happy living in an english cottage in the countryside absolutely take me to the lakes yes mm -hmm. like literally take me to the lakes mm -hmm. shout out to this present that you gave me yes um that. which if you're listening to the audio podcast i'm wearing a sweater that says windermere peaks yacht club 1989 from etsy yeah, I got that on Etsy. It's really I think cute. it's actually um, an Etsy seller from England. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of hard. I feel like I don't. I feel like I don't really understand myself that well when it comes to like. I don't know. It's hard to define yourself that way. I think it is, but I think this makes sense for you too. Okay, good. It does. That's good. So yeah. one thing we're trying to do with all of our episodes is do a food or drink pairing with each episode, whether that's a song or an album or whatever. So we're going to do a quick horoscope cocktail <laughs> pairing. Yeah, we found this um, article on the Spruce Eats. It says 12 horoscope cocktails for your sign. So we're just going to quickly go through um, the ones for each of our sun signs and also for Taylor's. Yeah. And if you're interested in, if we don't say your uh, sun sign or your rising, um, then check out this link in the show notes because a lot of these sound really good. They do. Like I was they like, do. wait, why, why am I not a Sagittarius? I would like that. <laughs> anyway. Um, so right now I'm looking at mine, the one for Gemini. It's yeah. got a daiquiris cocktail and okay. So it's kind of like a daiquiri and why do they call it a daiquiris? I don't know. But it has aged rum, blueberry shrub, lavender honey, and sparkling water. I would drink the heck out of this. Nice. Also, that sounds good. I actually love aged rum. And I feel like this is very apt for me because I love a summer cocktail. And... For a while there, I was known for my blueberry mojitos that I would make. Those and this slap. reminds me of that. Check out so, Sarah's blog post on those. Those are really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would drink that for sure. I. Um, oh, also, yeah. I just want to say a lot of these, I, I guess each astrological sign has certain like herbs and things assigned to them. So I think a lot of these cocktails are incorporating those. So you're an Aries rising. I'm an Aries sun. Mm -hmm. I don't vibe with this drink. 
Wait, where is it? It's is called it at the top. Yeah, it's called it's number three. It's called the Union Square. It's fresh strawberries and basil and gin. Oh, I would drink this. I would drink But it's this. a budget friendly gin. What are you trying to what? say? Oh, I don't know. It's just not my vibe. <laughs> I would drink it. I love strawberries and basil. I would I definitely would drink my rising sign drink though. It's called a smoked rose. It's a scotch cocktail, which I love scotch. Um, so you smoke the glass, you use a homemade syrup, add chartreuse, and a healthy shot of whiskey. That's mm-hmm. my vibe. That is your vibe. I don't know if I would like that one. I don't like cocktails that are too smoky. But I'm yeah, this drink definitely that one. it's giving smoky vibes, but I'm down for that. Yeah. Um, and then our girl Tay Tay, her sounds really yeah. good. The Sagittarius like is called a Sage Lady because Sage is like one of the herbs, the Sagittarius. So this has cucumber slices, sage leaves, simple syrup, mango vodka, triple sec, <laughs> and peach bitters. It's giving college but expensive with this <laughs> mango vodka. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I think the sage is a nice touch there because otherwise I think it would just be too sickly sweet. Yeah. But that adds me. like an earthiness to it. We need to do a whole episode on all the cocktails Taylor has been known to drink mm-hmm. because she's had a lot of moments with different drinks. So yeah. that would be fun. Yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of, let's do our next, let's talk about our next episode. Which yeah. I'm so excited for. Well, why don't you tell us, Laura? Cause this has been like your little, okay. your baby. So our next episode's topic is going to be about Taylor's millennial milk bar birthday cake. Mm-hmm. So this is us getting into the food centric side of our podcast. Um, it's going to be all about milk bar, which if you haven't heard of them, you're going to learn all about them. Mm-hmm. Taylor's birthday celebrations of your and how the internet has reacted to learning how truly millennial Taylor is. She is <laughs> our millennial queen. She is. And we're going to unpack what that actually means in terms of being in today's world. So we're we're also going to do a live tasting. We're going to eat the milk bar cake, the Taylor birthday cake. We're going to eat it. It's currently in my freezer and it's Mm going to be, I had a taste. I had like a little of the Mm -hmm. icing. So good. So good. I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to be so good. And I'm so excited to do a foodie centric one where we can do a live tasting. Mm -hmm. So that's what's next. Awesome. All right. Well, we got to wrap this thing up. Yeah, here we go. Let's <laughs> let's wrap this baby up. All right. We? Well, um, thanks for us. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you'd like to support the pod, please give us a follow at Blank Plate Pod on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. And you can check out our website at blankplatepodcast.com. And please send us an email at blankplakepod at gmail or leave us a voicemail at 717-382-8313 to share your thoughts. And until then, we have the time of our lives with you. And you know when it's time to go. So, So, bye. Bye. Bye.